0: hey hey how's it going oh my god um it's been a fun freaking week here and i'm, I'm amped up i'm full of energy and excitement i uh was supposed to go camping today but here we are here we are. Um, I'm playing the Taylor, the mahogany guitar. And uh, I, I endured a, a, a relative amount of criticism this week. A buddy of mine came to my show and she said, uh, she said, I talk too slow between songs. <laughs> she said, I talked. And I, I took that very personally because I thought, I thought, you know, I'm talking slow and everybody, first of all, everybody could understand me. Um, and I have the whole crowd in the palm of my hand, you know. And now I'm all self-conscious. I think everybody's quiet and listening because it's just awkward, you know. I'm creating a uh, a violently awkward situation, and I'm at the center of it. It's my fault. <laughs> um, who knows? You know, it's fun as a musician. You gotta you gotta accept and enjoy criticism. I mean, you know, being you're begging to be criticized that's your whole job um, but you have to endure it and you have to know which criticism to listen to you have to know when someone's right and someone's wrong and that's very hard because of the old the old ego the old ego testicle um, it's hard to know you know it's hard to know of course there's there's always room for improvement um, if somebody said hey you know you're you're a shit singer like ah pff, you're right you know if somebody was like you haven't gotten better at guitar in the last five years (laughs) but uh, life is really good Um, I've been been reading just a a bit of The Flame by Leonard Cohen which is his last book kind of a compilation of poems and some a few songs or a few poems that became songs been reading a little bit of it, a little bit of it every day and um, I have nothing to share for it for you know I' have nothing to share from it yet but uh, I, I hope if I'm at all any more articulate and less of a just blabbering idiot you know I, I think that's um, you know Leonard's responsible but um, it's been an exciting week. Uh, we, we had the second ever songwriters by the river and I'll tell you all about it. it was it was not looking good. And then, uh, at the last, literally the last second, like, it just all worked out. And, um, super, super grateful. (coughs) Um, I'm also going to unearth, uh, a little tune here. And, um, by unearth, I'm just, I'm going to share a song that I haven't, I don't know, it's just playing in my head today. But I think I want to start, um, I want to start sharing um like little iphone demos you know that i've been doing over the years i want to kind of go in order and start from the earliest ones and just each podcast just put at the end of the podcast so it's like podcast is over here's this little nugget here's a you know song at the end if you like it or not you know and either it would be um i could go three ways one would be just play the actual iphone demo and that's that you know just play it as is the second option would be to play it but play it now, you know, so it'd be better quality and probably a better performance. Sometimes you lose some of the soul, you know, of like when, because I like to write. Most of the, the recordings are just recordings of me literally writing it, so there's a, a funness to that, you know, looseness, a, a little bit of magic or whatever. If I play it now, you know, I might lose some of that rawness. Um, but, you know, but basically doing a current performance of an old song, so I'd go in order. I'd start from like the first songs I ever wrote, Third option is to, um, kind of take you through the process. So kind of listen to it, jot down the lyrics, you know, uh, polish a couple of the edges and then, you know, but that'd be a real whole, that'd be like a whole segment. That'd be like a 10 minute segment, at least maybe 15 minute segment. So I think that would be too indulgent. And then the fourth option would be to not fucking do it at all and keep going. <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, I want to I want to get into two albums that my friends I have two friends they're different people they're entirely unique individuals in fact I don't even think they know each other um they're both their names start with the letter D and both of them put out records this week in fact on the same day and they're both beautiful albums now lucky for me they're different people they're again co- completely unique individuals I believe. If the whole unique individual thing is real, um, and their records are very very different, they're both full albums and they're both beautiful albums and they're both personal. Um, so I, I want to like give full album reviews, but but I'll, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ramble a little bit about these two musicians that I love so much and that put out great records each in their own way. Um. Let's start with Daryl. Okay. Daryl Ran. He, uh, I've mentioned him on the podcast here. I, I, we became friends. We played a So Far gig, which is those little house shows. Um, we played a So Far gig out in Philadelphia years ago and, you know, maybe four years ago. Um, and then, and I really, really liked him. Um, he played a song, um, uh, You'll Always Be My First or something basically the premise of the songs, you know, you you might, you might not be my last, but you'll always be my first real beautiful song about innocent love. And, you know, um, and he really just, you know, that he blew me away and and we became friends, you know, and kind of just bumped into each other at various shows. And he was at, um, around I played, I think it was the same round that I met Alice and Leah, um, in New York city that a buddy of mine, Aaron Steinberg ran, uh, a good buddy, Brett Altman, was there as well, and uh, it was just a fun round in New York City. It was a it was a Nashville style songwriter round in New York City. This is like a good few years ago, two and a half years ago, let's say, maybe three years ago, and um, so I met. Uh, so I ran into Daryl then, and you know we kind of stayed in touch, and, and we we grew closer, you know, just kind of, um, you know, I guess sort of accidentally, and you know, hung out and have played more shows together, and um, we for a while we were talking every week we had a little bit of like a, a group thing through the old, um, you know, back when things were a little gnarly a year year ago, so we've got we've gone closer, and just as an artist, I've he out of all my friends has been releasing consistent, great songs and great recordings, great albums, EPs, singles, etc. for as long as I've known him. Like, he hasn't stopped. There hasn't been of, like, hey, man, when was your last record? It was always, like, okay, the last one was six months ago, and the next one's in a month, you know, consistently. And they've all been good. They've all been really damn good. So this new record for him is beautiful. Um, I think it's called Men's or Mend. Let's see. Um and there's a few like all right start with um i would start with the game of uh no i would start with the strangest the strangest disguise then the movie of us yeah it's called the mend and it's a beautiful album um you know he's been using uh photos of like i think car crashes that he's either been involved in or something to promote the record i know that he hit a deer and kind of told, totaled his car and And I think, you know, it was at a pretty specific time in his life when other things were kind of going a little bit crazy. And, you know, The Mend is what it sounds like. You know, he's on The Mend. And these songs, you know, something that I'm kind of jealous about him is that he's constantly chronicling his current life. And whenever a record of his comes out, it's like, it's what he just wrote and it's exactly what he's feeling. You know, I like to get distance from anything I'm feeling and kind of get a new perspective until I'm ready to record the song and then until I'm ready to release the song. You know, I like to, I like to triumph over whatever suffering those songs came from and put real distance and come at it, you know, with a, um, just, yeah, from an entirely different perspective, Daryl's inside of it, you know, and, and, um, he's in it when he's doing it. And, uh, it's a beautiful record. Um, I love the movie of us, the strangest disguise uh The Game of Letting Go, those are the singles. Mutual Friends Awesome. Unfold is really, really cool. Um, just married. He's really just killing it. And it's just a great album and I'm very, very proud of him. And you know, I, I guarantee you he's working on the next one. I, I guarantee it. Like he's just he's so prolific. And when I look at his last few records, um, let's go see discography. So, um, yeah, so this is The Mend. 2021, he did Go in Steady. 2019, he did Adult Small. And in 2018, he did Making Strangers. And then 2017, Everything's Fine. All That Matters in 2015, that's where he started. I don't know those first two, but I know all those others, and they're all great. And just to put in perspective, right? So 2019, he did Adult Small. Uh, let's say 2018. Okay, 2018, he did Making Strangers, and then he just put out The Mend. That's four full records. For me, I put out Apartment 16 in 2019, real and really half of it came out in the form of an EP in 2018, and I haven't done anything since, right? I've been doing a lot, but I haven't released stuff. So he's chronicled his last four years, essentially each year, a record, um, almost, you know, and and I'm, it's really, really special. Um, oh, and there's an EP, yeah. So in 2020, he had an EP, let's find it. It's called regulars. That was 2021. Yeah. And then masterpiece. Is that just okay. So who makes the brownies? Yeah. So he's done. Oh my God. He's done stuff in 2022 in 2020 as well. Um, Oh my God. He's so great. He's just such a special artist and a sweetheart of a human. Um, he's one of those guys. You're like, he's going to freaking do it. He's working his ass off someone's going to notice it like he's going places he's really really doing it and um, you know I, I admire him artistically and I admire his artistry as well Moving on to Dimitri Stamos. Dimitri, I met him in here in Nashville, and we became fast friends. Got coffee, and he's so raw, and he just kind of shows up. He doesn't even have a guitar case. The guitar doesn't plug in. He just shows up with a guitar, kind of hanging around his neck, and rolls in, and everybody else figures out the rest. And you know, people listen to his songs, and he is very, very. He's a very visceral writer. It's extremely raw, um, but he's also like clever with there's an interesting thing that happens when people are kind of literal and processing things that are really really intense they tend to they tend to lose a little bit of just the fun of songwriting like songwriting is just it's a fun trick you know it's a hat trick it's it's um it's it's joyful and it's you know it's um exciting and a lot of people leave that behind when they get all emotional and serious you know, um, Daryl doesn't doesn't do that. You know, his songs are pop songs, um in a way, folk pop, whatever you want to call them, right? Indie folk. But they're they they they're structured, they're real pop songs. They're catchy as hell, etc. Dimitri um also doesn't do that in his own way, in the sense that like his songs are incredibly fun to listen to. And then he'll tell you what they're what you know what one's about and you just wanna, you know, tear your heart out. But but there's a funness to them. And maybe because his songs as well are chronicling the triumph over his suffering. So in a way, they're celebrations of, you know, look at all the shit I got through. Um, and wasn't it wonderful, even when it was awful, you know? Um, and it's uh his, his song is called Thank You... His album is called Thank You Forever. And uh, I shot the album cover, actually. The photo of him, you'll see. I shot the album cover. Um... And his song, I mean, the the first song on the record, Wait and See, great freaking place to start. I've been loving Driving Around in Circles. I love that song. Um, uh, Queen of New York. Um, <sighs> Gentlemen. I mean, the whole record's great. The whole record's great. Those are the ones that have been jumping out at me lately. Haircuts in cornucop- Um Queen of New York. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean... And you'll you'll hear, I mean, it's got samples of, like, recordings and videos from his childhood, and it's a very, very emotional record, and it's very raw. And, again, he straddles this line between, um, I like, I know that he recorded a lot of it at home, but he got really nice gear, and he managed to have it be, like, all of the charm that you get from, like, a homemade bedroom album, all of that, like, the comfort of the artist, the rawness, and... You know, it's not polished and perfect, but it's still, like, super high quality and still comes across as, like, a serious record that could have been made at, at you know, at, like, a real fancy studio, right? So he managed that brilliantly, you know, in a way that I I never have successfully yet. Um, you know, I have one record that I made as a bedroom album, and it sounds like a bedroom album, you know? He he's able, and that that'll be out someday. It'll probably be just be called like Bedroom Songs, but but he he managed to make it like a studio album, right? It's like a proper record, um, but still have that comfort and that that warm um, rawness. And it's such an intimate album, and I highly recommend you go listen to that as well. His guitar playing is just unique and exquisite on it, and um, it's really it's truly a masterpiece and. I'm very grateful and inspired by my friends that are putting out killer records. It's just you know, it's just super, super cool, super fun. Um, very, very grateful uh, that I know people that are just kicking ass and doing it right. Um, yeah. So things have been things have been fun. By the way, we got merchandise. All uh, I have 25 tote bags that are made out of 8-ounce uh, raw cotton canvas. And we hand-screen print, screen printed them. Um, I did it with the help of Harper, who helps me with a bunch of stuff. And so everything is hand-screened by myself, um, along with her help. So uh, it, And it looks like that. It's not perfectly professional. There's places where a little bit of ink fell or you know spilled. Or a place where I didn't do the the screen print like the press properly, so each one is a little bit unique, um, and they're they're truly beautiful. And I think we're gonna release them next week, uh, I believe, and or at least get all the promo ready next week. And we're just gonna put them out there. You know, if people want them, great. If they don't, I think we're gonna charge twenty bucks. I'm trying to get shipping to be like five. Which I think I can. It's pretty light, but then I have to buy material, so shipping will probably end up being like seven, eight bucks. Um, if you do want them, you could just Venmo me and and send me your address. My Venmo is just my name with a dash in the middle of it, and um, you know, send me your address. We'll we'll mail you one. Uh, but there's only 25 made. We're not making any more. If we do, we're going to make a different color. These are just black ink. Um, again, on a raw cotton canvas. It's really beautiful. It's like a you could really just, you could see the raw canvas. It's it's really gorgeous, and I think it'll age beautifully. Um, and it's just my face. I'll send you a picture. Um, it's kind of an outline of my face a little bit, and then it says, Most People Are Lonely. Uh, Most People Are Lonely is the title of my next record. Um, so I figured I'd just get ahead of it and get them out there. Now, you'd think I'd put my name on it, right? That would be healthy self-promotion, but my name is not on it. Uh, we tried putting my signature on it, like, kind of like an autograph but it wouldn't go through the screen printing it was just it was too thin um so we'll see what we'll do in the future we might change it up but these are extremely beautiful and unique and i'm really proud of them um and yeah i'll send you some pictures if you want to see them um but super excited about that I want to try this song here. Um, I don't need to explain this. I don't think it's a pretty self-explanatory song. Uh, I haven't done this in a few years. Um, never played this live in front of people. Um, just wrote it and recorded it uh maybe in 2019, I want to say. Let's see, we could we can find the date. Um and I I I've always been a little bit proud of this song. Um again, I I think it's it's relatively self explanatory. Uh November thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Beautiful. So it's a day before my birthday. Um and that was it. You know, I just kind of hit record, wrote the song, and that's that. Um but I went back and it was kind of playing around in my head. Um, and maybe I'll play it out for a few weeks. I don't know. Um but again, I don't know, there's something I have this weird protectiveness over my songs that is probably holding me back. It's probably an awful thing to do, but I have to do it because I, I that's how I feel. It's the only way I could keep writing the way I write. Um but I just I write a song and it's mine for a while. It's just mine and then one day I'll put it out. You know, and then it's that's not yours anymore. But okay. This song's called Take Your Body Off. <laughs> She used to talk about boys, now she talks about the weather. She used to turn heads, now she turns left on Denver. She used to lie, look like Cinderella, now she wears 3930 jeans and drives a Chevrolet. She used to love convertibles, now she makes short
1: seatbelts on as she drives away. Take your body off tonight Somewhere inside you There's a little thrill seeker Baby, we both know that mirror's a lie Somewhere behind those eyes There's a little heartbreaker
0: used to listen to the Beatles, now she's watching Ringo Starr and his all-star band. She used to listen to the radio in yeah, her boyfriend's 79 Mustang. Now she makes sure she takes her vitamins after taking the garbage cans in. Shuts off the lights and avoids a reflection in
1: the hallway mirror Dreams about slipping into another dimension So take your body off tonight Somewhere inside there's a little thrill seeker Baby, we both know that mirror's a lie Somewhere behind those eyes I can still see a little heartbreaker So dance for me tonight Like you just turned 21 Let's see if we can walk a straight line Let's get drunk like we used to when we were young Take your body off tonight Somewhere inside you there's a little hellmaker. maker Baby we both know that mirror's a lie Somewhere inside She's still alive, our little friend, are heartbreaker, take your bow.
0: So take your body off, uh, you know, still finding the way there. Um, And, uh, yeah, record it someday. It'd be fun when it references Ringo and, you know, Ringo Starr and and his all-star band to do like a little, Used to listen to the Beatles now? She's listening to Ringo Starr and his all-star band. Boom, 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 Like do like a Ringo Starr fill in there. Um, You know, just super subtle. Um (laughs) We'll see. Anyway, we'll record that someday and I, I can't wait. Um, you know, obviously it's about, um, I think I wrote it after going to The Gap. <laughs> um, you ever go to The Gap and, you know, the, most, the average retail worker is a middle-aged woman uh, making between 9 and $12 an hour in the United States. And, you know, I, I, I love these ladies, you know, I, I always feel awkward if I'm at The Gap, you know, but they make me feel comfortable and, you know, I'll ask them questions and, you know and you try to make each other's day that's the ritual there you know they're at work you're at the gap you know no one's happy to be there <laughs> but you know you uh i like talking to those ladies you know they're they're many times you know they're they're moms they maybe they still have kids at home maybe the kids are out um but you know they're they're not laying on the beach they're they're at work they're at work um it's not the worst job, certainly not the best job. And, you know, you talk to these women and, and, um, you just, you know, you imagine wh- what they were when they were a hot little thing, you know, and, and how, you know, and maybe it's still obvious what they were. Maybe they're trying to hold on to it and it's a little bit sad. Um, uh, maybe they've completely accepted, you know, their age and it, and it's kind of beautiful. Um, you know, and. Maybe they used to be the talk of the town, and now they feel invisible, you know? And that's everybody. That's getting old, you know? It's not gendered, but this is specific, you know? It's like I was talking to a lady, and, you know, we had a really nice conversation. and um, You know, it's just like, what were you like, you know, when you're, uh, you know, just turning 20 and taking on the world full of dreams and passion and excitement and, you know, a couple of boys running after you and, um, listening to whatever, you know, whatever music was popular at the day, you know, you had your whole life ahead of you and you felt beautiful, you know, and now do you ever still feel like that? Um, you know, it's just like a, it's a little love song for, for ladies like, like that, that I, that I love, you know, um, you know, and you could you could look at it through a few different lenses, and I think all of all of those lenses would be accurate. You know, whichever way you, you you come at it. Um, but age is a weird thing. You know, I'm 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 26. I feel young and I feel old at the same time. Of course, you know, when you're past 25, you start saying goodbye to your youth for real. You're like, oh shit, okay, this is real. Where the, you re, you realize that the train is moving. Until then, you have no idea that time is moving. You don't. Like you know, but you don't feel it. You know, I think you hit about twenty five. You are like, oh, okay, this this thing's moving. You are like, how many summers left? God damn it! <laughs> um, you know, and and my dad's a little bit older than most of people's my age's dad. Um, so you know, I I think about this stuff. Um, I am so grateful. You know, anytime a buddy of mine has like younger grandparents, I am like, dude, enjoy the hell out of them. You know, it's the best. Enjoy them. You know, my all my grandparents are gone. Um, but I was lucky enough to know most of them, you know, and very grateful for that. But anyway, um, how would we get here? <laughs> So, songwriters by the river. Uh, we did it this time. We we switched locations. I think we're gonna constantly, you know, it's a it's a thing, and we could move around, which is really exciting. The uh, Leaper's Fork, which is a really cute town, um, maybe twenty five. It's a, it's a half hour from where I am in Nashville, and it's a little bit longer from other parts of Nashville. But uh, Leaper's Fork, we did it there at a place called Wines in the Fork. It's a wine store, and again, we had no idea how it was gonna go because. Um, you know, it's outside of Nashville. Can we get the people that are excited about what we're doing? Can we get them to freaking leave Nashville? You know, drive half an hour. Now tell a buddy, you know, I'll be like, hey, we're doing this, and they'd be really excited until I told them it was in Leaper's Fork, and like, ah, I could just see in their eyes, they're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going. But it's funny after we did it and they saw pictures and videos, are like, hey, I wish I was there. Let me know when the next one is. I'll be there. So, but anyway, we got there. Uh, there, you know, there's a couple of hiccups with sound equipment. We're like, all right, we're not going to do sound. We'll just do acoustic totally. And we set up under the creek. We moved the fire pit under these willow trees right next to the creek. There was a carpet out there. We set up a bunch of five log stumps for each musician. And you could hear the cows mooing. It kind of smelled like horse shit. And um, I got to know a couple of the musicians I had met, you know, making small talk, drinking some Cayuga wine that I was telling you about, Leaper's Fork, local wine. And I was kind of nervous. Nobody was really showing up, you know that i that I was hoping would come, or, or you know, no one that I knew was was there. And I was like, is this going to be a total dud? But I was like, accepting it doesn't matter. It's just we're all just trying, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, and then on top of that, it starts thundering. We're like, are we going to get rained out? We look at the weather, and it jumped from twenty uh, percent to forty percent chance of showers. We're like, oh god. I'm like, all right, well, it's out of our control. This is that, right? And then uh, it's getting closer, and the plan was, you know, it was like a six to nine event. We'll play from about seven to eight, you know, and have an hour before, an hour and after. People just hang out. And so I'm just like, let's I get the fire started. Like, we're just, you know, the show must go on. I get the fire started. I build a beautiful fire, and already I'm just feeling it. I'm happy. I wade out into the creek. Um, I don't wade out. I, I walk out into the creek. It's pretty shallow. And I was like, let me see if these boots are truly waterproof. And they were. Um, but I got a log and um, there's like a log on a little island in the creek. Um, but anyway, where am I? So it's thundering and and um, I was like, all right, we, we got to get started. Let's let's just go. We'll start 10 minutes earlier. It's fine. And we get going. And there's a couple of, you know, there's maybe 10, 15 people there. It doesn't feel like a show, you know. But like, we just got to start. And the minute we start, first of all, it's thundering, and then you know when the leaves turn upside down, you're like, this storm is going to rip right through any minute. But it it didn't. It just kept not coming. It would like kind of flirt with us and thunder. And I'm like, well, this we're just going to have to you know run inside and protect the guitars and you know cause some of these musicians, Sam, Sam, uh, Sam Samuel, um, Sam Abbott, uh, he's got a nice freaking guitar. A lot everyone had nice guitars, so it starts thundering. We do the first song and I just like, it kept thundering, but the rain wasn't coming. I'm like, the rain might not not come, you know? And so all of a sudden the sun's kind of going down. It gets a little bit darker. Somebody in the wine store, they hit the string lights and the string lights go on and the fire just gets it's like full fury and a bunch of more people just show up. And all of a sudden, before you know it, it's like packed. We're under the string lights it's kind of breezy and beautiful the threat of the rain was kind of, you know, wasn't at the forefront of our minds anymore. And the songs are just killer one after another. And that was that. And all of a sudden I'm like, this is, it just happened at the last minute. It was amazing. It all just came together. The rain just jumped right over us. And again, friends showed up, people showed up and some strangers showed up that just like, they're like, you know, they're like kind of looking and I'm like, you guys come if you want. No, no pressure. Um, Everybody came, everybody loved it. People are taking videos and people showed up with blankets and brought, you know, they're drinking wine and they brought some snacks and stuff. And it was just super, super wholesome. And then we did two songs each and it was just great. So we're like, let's do another song, you know. So we're going and then I was going to do another song, but I, Dimitri had showed up. And this is the day that Dimitri put out his record. And I, I listened to the record on the way there and I'm like this record is so good. I was like, fuck it. So I'm like, I gave Dimitri my slot. I like introduced Dimitri. He's like, ah, I was like, you know, he's like, I'm not ready. It's fine. Uh, I made him do that song, Wait and See. So he got up. He did that. He killed it. People loved him. That was like my favorite moment of the night. Um, And that was that. We did a few more songs. Everybody was amazing. Um, uh, Eleni, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She's from Mexico. Eleni Ingle. It's probably like lopez or some like easy to pronounce name but i'm like i'm afraid huh. yeah eleni In- inglesias iglesias um eleni so e-l-e-n-i she's amazing she'll show up just go to the songwriters by the river instagram you can find all these people henry conlin's um or collins that makes more sense um henry con yeah Conlins. C-O-N-L-O-N he was great um, and then Harper Mundy who helped you know put everything together she she just killed it um, and then Samuel Abbott he was amazing um, and he was so gentle and quite a very quiet singer and you, know, you can hear the, the kind of ruffling the leaves and then his voice was just really beautiful and people loved it and um, people came up to us and you know said really nice things so it was like okay this is this is great we're really on to something here and it was very validating and we're like, we'll be, we'll do it till nine. At eight fifty nine, the skies just opened up, and it poured. Like everybody just scattered. Everyone was gone. Put the fire out. That was that, and it was done. Then we went over to uh, Fox and Lock, also in Leaper's Fork, and there was a band playing. And um, there's this legendary guitarist who was part of, part of Stax Records and Booker T and the MGs, and he he was killing it. We had burger and fries and hanging out with our buddies and. Just had an awesome time, and it was cute. Uh, Kate met me there, and on the way back, it's these winding backcountry roads, and it's pouring rain. So it kind of, I drove right behind her the whole way, and it reminded me of when we drove down to Nashville. Um, I drove, you know, in front of her. We left at like 5 a.m. and just drove, you know, took our own cars, and, you know, it's a long drive. I remember just looking at my rear view, just making sure she was all right behind me the whole time. Um, it was cute. Um, but anyway so that's that um, I I am interviewing uh, Matt Plez who's an awesome musician uh, very very soon and I gotta get a load of laundry so thank you so much for listening this has been so much fun and thanks for checking out that song let me know what you think of the idea of you know sharing old demos at the end of these things I don't know if I'll do it uh, today I don't think I will but um, we'll do that soon and then as far as new song we're you know we've got the album art we've got it all so it's really a just uh solidifying a date but uh, again i think late september early october it's going to be out and uh, i can't freaking wait very very excited very grateful for uh, everyone that's part of this um this little shindig here i i'm extremely grateful and i appreciate it have an awesome week love you guys bye